0: Hello, welcome to Talkin' Moto, a podcast that's going to be all about the Super Motocross World Championship, the dirt bike series that goes on here in the United States, if you're unfamiliar. Hopefully, you are familiar, and that's why you're tuning into this. This is the first podcast I've ever tried to do, so hopefully it goes good. We'll see how it goes, though. Uh, episode one here is going to be all about the Supercross preview for the 450 class, talking about... Team changes for some riders, riders coming back, riders changing numbers, all that fun stuff. So, let's get into it. Okay, so let's start off by talking about probably the worst kept secret in all of Moto sports last year. Your Supercross champion, Chase Sexton, made the move to Team Red Bull KTM, parting ways with the Team Honda HRC team, and... It's kind of interesting when you look at this. Some people think the Switch is going to make a big difference for him. And other people, Ricky Carmichael, are going to think that it's either going to be a whole lot better for him. Or it's just going to make that front end talk a little bit more often. And um, if you look at it, he's going to be on a different chassis. Something that he's come out and said, he's already a lot more comfortable on it. He feels really good on the bike, so that's good for your Supercross reigning champion. And another thing is he's not going to be with Alden Baker, the big-time trainer for Team Red Bull KTM and the Husqvarna guys. He's not going to be with him. He's going to be doing his own thing in Florida, riding with Ken Roxon like he has been doing more in the past. And, um... 250 teammate Tom Vial is also going to be there with them, and I really think training with Ken Roxon is going to be a big help for him. Someone Ken talk I'm talking about is someone who has obviously gone through the ups and downs from winning 450 Pro Motocross Championships to then the easiest way to say it, flying through the air in Anaheim and destroying his arm but coming back and now looking possibly better than ever but we'll get into him in a little bit here uh going back to chase sexton he is gonna be on there the team red bull ktm team He's gonna be there for two years and gonna be doing all three series for that team he will also hopefully be able to do motocross the nations when the time comes, now that he's going to be on the bike for a little bit longer, not just two days like it was this past year. Um, Excuse me. But uh, Chase Sexton, after going through a summer of losing, following the young rookie, Jet Lawrence, who we will also get into him and his brother, Hunter Lawrence, a little bit later, after a summer of losing... Will he be able to have the winning mindset again and capture another 450 Supercross title after he was kind of given it this past year with injuries and Cooper Webb going down in uh, Nashville, Eli Tomac in hometown of Denver with his Achilles? But I think Chase Sexton will be able to get back to the top He's competitive. He seems a little bit more rejuvenated. Watching some of the stuff he puts out on uh, social media and YouTube and whatnot. And seeing the clips. He seems like, I mean yeah, all writers probably only put out the good stuff. Nobody's going to put out the bad stuff. Nobody's going to put out a practice crash for the most part. But he has come out and say that. He already feels a little bit more comfortable on this new KTM compared to the uh the Honda he was on for the last, ooh, I should probably know this number. long time, last long time of years. His whole entire uh professional career at least he's been on that Honda and he said he already feels more comfortable on the on the KTM. And uh when you look at it, he has his mechanic with him still. That he brought over from uh, Team Honda. So he's got a familiar face there. He said uh, he's known a lot of the KTM guys just from being at races and uh, and seeing each other. So that's good. He's got familiar with their whole team already. Um, another thing is he grew out a mullet. The 2000 24 team Red Bull KTM team 450 team that is is a mullet only team that of course meaning the cowboy man himself Aaron Plessinger is Jay Sexton's new teammate and when you look at it Aaron Plessinger had his pretty much his coming out party in Detroit this past season before getting his foot stuck on a rut, and sadly losing the lead that he had the entire race. So we're hoping to see old AP7 running near the top again. Always a fan favorite. People love him. It's understandable. We all know why. He's a he's a relatable guy. We all love Aaron Plessinger. But uh, if we're looking at title contenders... You gotta look at that star team, that star Yamaha team. They got two title contenders under that tent. They have not only Eli Tomac coming back from the Achilles, feeling good. They also have his old school championship rival, Cooper Webb. Cooper Webb has gone back to Star Monster Energy Star Racing Yamaha, and he did this for the, uh, the, what was it, the Super Motocross World Finals. Those three races that were a little mix of um, Supercross and Motocross. He was on the star bike then. And uh, we all know Eli Tomac, what he's capable of. But we're hoping, we're hoping we can get the Eli of last year back after this torn achilles with the uh out front leading races if he's not getting a good start he's not quitting he's a shark he's a bulldog he's gonna keep going through the field he doesn't care who's in his way he's gonna win that race and you already know that and uh especially at daytona guys got seven wins at daytona now he's just gotta catch the king of supercross jeremy mcgrath at, uh, it was a 72 wins, I do believe, Jeremy McGrath is at, um, thinking about Eli Tomac, will he be able to be at the same level he was? We've seen, more recently, athletes with torn Achilles be able to come back a little bit sooner, talking about, uh, New York Jets quarterback Aaron Rodgers tore his Achilles on, uh, September 11th And I think it was like December 14th or something like that He was already back practicing The same year So you're hoping We're all hoping that uh, Eli Tomac's gonna be able To be at the same level From when he Tore his Achilles May 6th In uh, in Denver with While leading the race The uh, 450 main event He was leading that In front of his hometown. And, uh, yeah, just Achilles went. Chase Sexton was able to take the championship home from there. But uh, that's last year's news. We got to stay on this year. Going to his teammate, Cooper Webb. He was trying to get off of Chase Sexton's new team. He was trying to get off of Team Red Bull KTM and back onto the familiar Uh, star racing monster energy yamaha bike where he started his 450 career in my opinion kind of underperformed a little bit when he first got to the uh to the 450s and then when he made the switch to the ktm that's when he started clicking off wins and championships and uh Gaining that rivalry with Eli Tomac that we all know and love now. And uh, so hopefully a little bit older of a team there besides the new guy on the team, Justin Cooper, the rookie. He's going to be making his full 450 debut on January 6th That Anaheim 1. He's going to be 450 full season after the whole points the debacle defending championship thing that was going on in his past he's he's passed that out of the 250s out the 450s and uh we'll see if he'll be able if the young gun on the star racing yamaha team can keep up with the young gun on both young guns on the team honda hrc team that obviously being the lawrence brothers so starting with jet lawrence obviously we all saw his perfect 22 and 0 in his rookie season of the pro motocross championship he was also the winner of the 250 west supercross championship last year so you know he's not just good at motocross he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with here in this supercross season i do believe and when he first broke onto the scene, it was one of the Anaheim Anaheim two, I do believe, his rookie year on the 250. He was leading the race in a battle, and then we all remember the going through the whoops, and then on the front wheel and into the face of the jump. He had a little bit of uh, seemed like out of controlness going on at some points. So it's going to be interesting to see how the young 20-year-old from Australia, how he has matured, and if he's able to keep his speed in check for the most part here in the Supercross. And a lot of people are thinking that with going to Supercross, where it's more tight and technical, will he be able to have the same uh, creative lines that he had, <clears throat> excuse me, that he had in motocross, where he's able to kind of like bunny hop over some braking bumps and whatnot, or jump over some braking bumps and stuff like that. Will he be able? Will he? Uh, will he be able to do that in Supercross, where it's a little bit tighter, it's a little bit more technical? Not as many riders, obviously, because of the tighter track. But still, it's going to be interesting to see if he's able to get a lead and just take off like he was able to do outdoors. Because in the final Super Motocross World Championship in LA, he said that him and Chase were talking in the truck before that last main event that how hard it is to just drop a guy on a supercross track, meaning get a lead and just take off and you're gone. And Chase was able to do that to the entire field until he uh, until he went down in the sand section there that ended his Honda team run. But uh, it's going to be interesting to see if Jet Lawrence is going to be able to get the starts we know he should be able to get the starts because he was able to do it all summer long. But will he be able to get the same starts and run away like he was able to do in the Pro Motocross Championship? Even though he wasn't winning by the Ricky Carmichael, James Stewart, 45 seconds to a minute. He was, he was smart. He was able to conserve energy. Go 1-1 every weekend. Perfect. 22-0. and First rookie to ever do that. Third person all-time. Well, first person to go 22-0 because the first two were the before-mentioned James Stewart and Ricky Carmichael, 24-0. and But uh, will Jet Lawrence be able to do that? Um, I don't think he can, to be honest. I think there's going to be more competition there. He's going to have Eli there. For the full Supercross. He's going to have Kenny there every weekend. He's going to have Chase there every weekend. This regarding, hopefully everyone stays healthy. That's what we're talking here. But he's going to have those guys there. He's going to have his brother, Hunter. Hunter Lawrence is also going to be there. Probably shouldn't do that anymore. That was a bad accent. But oh well, we did it. We gave it a shot. Um, He's going to have all those guys there every single weekend pushing him and after the uh the they had their meet honda had their media day and both lawrence brothers actually came out and said that looking at the stats and whatnot of they were saying mainly eli tomac there's some nights where he's okay with the fourth fifth sixth if that's all he can get he's not gonna push it they said that's what their plan is too Don't push it. Don't do anything stupid. But then when you see Eli get that 4th, 5th, 6th one weekend, the very next weekend, most of the time, he's out there winning or at least battling for the lead. So that's what they came out and said. That's going to be their plan. Be smart this rookie season. Don't do anything um, dumb or stupid. Put yourself or other riders in a bad spot. And speaking of bad spots the two lawrence brothers in paris battling for the lead jet lawrence coming through again maybe a little too excited maybe he can't contain all that power on a supercross track um i think he can do it but uh anyway jet lawrence coming through the whoops ends up on the front wheel a bit can't break in time runs into hunter They both came out and said no big deal It's racing it happens Jet didn't mean to do it And then uh, the first night There in Paris We saw Jet come in Good clean Aggressive albeit But it was clean it was aggressive Block pass on his brother For a main event win Now they both said That if it came down To them to last corner like Whoever's in first better be blocking it because that second place guy he's going to be coming for the lead they're going to race each other hard they're going to be smart i know uh hunter i saw came out and said hopefully they're dirt bike racers for i think he said like 10 12 years or whatever but then they got to be brothers for the next however long so it is just dirt bike racing it it's it's important obviously but uh Being brothers is probably more important than that. And their dad, uh, their dad, Dazzy, has come out and said the same thing, like, you're dirt bike racers, yes, but, uh, you gotta be brothers for a whole lot longer than you're gonna be dirt bike racers. And, uh, so, we'll stick with the Lawrence brothers, and we'll jump over to Hunter now, who is making his 450 debut on uh at anaheim one there and he's got a he was your 250 east supercross champion so lawrence's swept the 250 supercross championships last year and so obviously he knows what he's doing on a dirt bike on a motorcycle he's been doing a long time he knows what to do but will he be able to just like his brother will he be able to contain all the 450 power on a supercross track where it's tighter and more technical and uh i think he'll be able to do it just as well as jet he is a little bit older than jet so he's got a little bit more maturity but uh it's going to be interesting to see the two lawrence brothers out there racing for every weekend from january All the way until... Was it November or whatever? When the Super... Motocross World Championships are... Are they going to be available? No, not November. October, I think. Yeah. We'll see when the time comes. You get it. Will they be able to... Stay healthy? Will they be able to... Just not hit that... 450 rookie wall... That is talked about. Where... They got double the amount of Supercross races. They got all the 450 Pro Motocross races out there on the tracks, a little bit more chewed up and whatnot. And then now new, the three Super Motocross World Championship races. I think they'll be able to stay healthy. That's why they came out and said, watching Eli and looking at Eli's stats, they they understand that staying healthy over a course of a full season is more important than 3 more points in Seattle on a random Saturday night supercross. They understand that that's more important. So, it's going to be interesting. I think I think Jet is going to finish in front of Hunter at the end of the season, at the end of the Supercross season. I could see Hunter being Top ten for sure. Hunter will definitely be top ten. I think he'll slate it in around seven or eight overall, I think. Saying that, I do believe Jet will probably be around four or five. I think Jet can easily be a top five within four or five, I should say, rider for the supercross season. But uh we got a couple more guys to discuss, making team switches. One of them being Dylan Ferrandez moving over to the Phoenix Honda team. He left the star racing team and uh, he was really coming on at the end of the pro motocross season. Even though the beginning of the series he was saying bike problems, can't find the right bike settings. This, that, suspension, engine, torque, everything He's looking for everything, grasping at straws He wasn't able to find it until it was a little bit too late But uh, he was one of the main guys putting pressure on Jet Lawrence There in the 450 Pro Motocross Championship And uh, he said he's wanted to ride Honda for a while he, uh, He's moved to the Phoenix Honda team Keeping his uh, monster deal do know that so he'll be over there and i mean if you just look at stats not much success has come out of the um firepower honda team and that doesn't really mean a lot because you could say the same thing about the progressive twisted t suzuki team that ken roxon joined and now ken roxon's doing all these off-season races, winning them all. Won't jump into that too much based on competition. Shout out Vince Freezy, He's going to take you out if he gets the chance. But uh, anyway, back to the Frenchman, Dylan Ferrandis. It's going to be interesting to see how good he can gel with that Honda bike. With uh, saying he wanted to ride a Honda for a long time. Now he's got the chance. Can he make the most of this opportunity? He hasn't been able to stay healthy for the last couple Supercross seasons. So there's not really much to go off with him for Supercross at least because of the health factor. So you just got to hope he can stay healthy and he will be showing up hopefully to every race in this Supercross season. Because that's obviously most important guy got to get paid got to do that. And um, we'll stick with the, the French connection here Marvin Mooscan has come out and say um, He understands people are wondering what his plans are He said all he knows is his plans are not to race in the United States this upcoming season So he was uh, he crashed out last year Wrist surgery, had to do all that obviously he's got the newborn baby at home so hopefully he hopefully he's able to still find happiness obviously but um we're gonna miss Marv at the races he was always my favorite guy seeing him line up out there and uh never forget about the whole uh Foxborough incident with him and Eli Tomac coming down to the last couple corners and Eli Tomek getting a little angry there, but that's okay. His 4450 main event win. That's what Marv said, so that's what we'll stick with. But um, yeah, Marvin said he's not gonna be racing in uh 2024 here in the United States. So hopefully he uh resting up still. I know he's still doing some riding, doing some promo stuff for uh O'Neill, his gear. Gear sponsor there So I know he's doing Promo stuff with there So he's riding See him ripping around On a two stroke Maybe he'll surprise us all Come out to a race On a On a nice two stroke And Maybe put that sucker On the box Him and Him and Kickstart Kenny Will be the only ones Well and Kenny's teammates obviously be the only ones Out there on the starting gate Kickstarting that bike Better hope you can get That sucker going If you go down But um Yeah So Let's get into the predictions a little bit on who I think will be your 2024 Supercross champion. So getting into the prediction, if you follow me on Twitter, which not too many do, it's just my own personal account, but uh, if you follow me on Twitter, go find me at talking Mo- Talkin underscore moto, that is the handle there for me. And I put out my prediction on December 7th. I put out, we have a back-to-back Supercross champion here. Chase Sexton, ladies and gentlemen, I do believe is going to be your 450 Supercross champion this year. I think he's going to find something there in the new Red Bull KTM bike that he hasn't had He's saying it, feeling very comfortable on it. He's saying all the good stuff. I mean, not too many people are going to say the bad stuff, but we've seen it happen in the past. I think Chase Sexton has the ability to go back-to-back. I think another year on Supercross, he's going to understand, hey, what did I do wrong here? Why'd the front end go? That's what old James Stewart always says. Front end's gone. Talking the front end. But um, I think he's going to have more understanding on what to do, how to do it, how to maneuver better. He's going to another year racing Eli Tomac. That doesn't hurt anything. So he knows some of Eli's tricks, trades. Same with Ken Rockson. He's going to know everything about him. Cooper Webb, he knows. Chase Sexton will also understand that he needs to be on two wheels all race, every race, if he wants a chance. Because he's come out and acknowledged that he he people say him, he kind of got last year's handed to him. But hey, at the end of the day, he's still got that number one plate on that new orange bike. I mean... I do believe that, uh, obviously, at some point, I think Eli's going to have the red plate. I wouldn't be surprised if we see the red plate go on a yellow bike with 94. Ken Roxon. I think he can be up there battling for wins, red plate holder. Eli's going to have it, like I said. Jet, I don't know if he's going to be able to be as consistent in the... 450 supercross as he was for the 450 outdoors so saying all this i think chase sexton your 2024 supercross champion book it if you could bet it wouldn't do that because i'm not very smart but still that's what i think is going to happen chase sexton your champion He's not going to wrap it up early either, I don't think. I think it's going to go all the way down to the wire. Cooper Webb, going to be battling in there too, obviously. But I think everything I just said, I'll say it again. Jay Sexton, 2024, Supercross champion. I think he can do it again, ladies and gentlemen. Back to back. So, alrighty. Thank you for listening to episode one of Talkin' Moto, I'll have a a 250 preview coming out once we learn more about, once we get confirmation about who's on what coast. So that'll definitely be exciting. Oh, something totally forgot to talk about. What was it? Mac and Deegs or whatever. The whole mac and cheese thing that the Star Team was trying to do with um... Eli Tomac and Hayden Deegan training together, but anyway, back to the point here. We'll touch more on that when we get to the 250s. When we find out who is on what coast, a little bit more confirmation. So, thank you for listening to episode one, talking Moto. Go find me on Twitter, talking underscore Moto. Uh, I'm gonna try and set up an Instagram account too here. So, hopefully, if you enjoyed this. Share it with your friends, share it with people who don't care about dirt bikes, but you do. So share it with that person if they listen to it. Hopefully they do. I will be super grateful. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll talk to you guys next time with a 250 preview. See ya.